a mile rate thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the uh, Mile Rate. We're going to have a look back at the program at Shepparton last night, which included the Neckline Home Shepparton Gold Cup and the return of uh, Lock and Var Art. Rob Orber joins me uh, this morning. Good morning, Rob. Very good morning, Dan. Uh, it was a terrific meeting at Shepparton last night. and As you highlighted, uh, the Neckline Home Shepparton Gold Cup, we saw the return of Lock and Var Art. Uh, he, he went down. Uh, he went down fighting. It was a terrific performance. Uh, but Spirit of Stone Louis continues to uh, put his hand up to be one of the serious horses in Australian harness racing. It was a terrific win last night. Uh, Rob, uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of Lock and Var Art. Um, look, uh, I think it makes sense that after such a long layoff, he. He was going to always improve with a run, whether he won it or, or finished wherever he finished. Um, but I don't know, that last uh, 200 metres, he uh be interesting to see what uh, David Moran is going to do with him. He had a, a number of uh, possible options in his head looking forward, uh, heading towards the, the Hunter Cup. But uh, perhaps these rivals now think it's opened it up a little bit. Um, and certainly Spirit of St. Louis, the way that he is travelling at the moment with uh, multiple Country Cup wins, he's he's emerged, hasn't he? he he's on the stage now as a uh, an outstanding uh, pacer and, and certainly one of the big chances heading towards the Hunter Cup in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we'll have a listen to the race, Rob. Uh, Lachlan McIntosh called all the action at Shepparton last night and it was the Belinda McCarthy-trained Spirit of St. Louis driven by Jack Callahan. And Varad on the outside goes up to put his head in front. Three wide, Western Sonador. Another local coming out of the pack, running a race up to second. In the middle, Spirit of St. Louis. He's getting some clear air now. He's giving chase. Out deeper on the track, our Uncle Sam, Mac Da Vinci gone. Tango Tara being carted right out of the race. 29-1, they went down the back. In the neat line home, Shepard and Gold Cup. Lock and Varart led the way. Spirit of St. Louis out, free shot. Lock and Varart first up for a year. Will the condition hold out? The outside Spirit of St. Louis levels up. Went on by, and Spirit of St. Louis is going to draw away and make it the Bendigo Shepherd and Cup double. Beats Lock and Varat, who was brave and third close. Our Uncle Sam might have nailed Western Sonador in a photo of wait for the judge. I just felt like if I could kind of move before Artie did, you know, it gave me a bit of the advantage over him. Obviously, had the in, bit of an inside draw over him, and, you know, everyone knew first up it was going to be his most vulnerable. So it was um, obviously a great run by him as well. and yeah, it's good to see him back as well, but obviously great to beat him. That was uh, driver Jack Callahan uh, partnering Spirit of St. Louis to victory, uh, Rob. Um, he's a very good horse, comes through the Inner Dominion and, and one of the stars from a very strong stable, the McCarthy Stable in Sydney. I, I guess still the race is uh, very much about Lock and Varad. It was his first up run in almost 12 months, and he probably... Uh, the, the way the race was run was not dissimilar to the way that you may have thought it would have been run. Mac Da Vinci led, but gee, caused mayhem, didn't he, hitting off the back when he when he stopped very quickly? Yeah, no, he, he did. He, he did stop really quickly, uh, Mac Da Vinci. He, was, uh, he got pretty fired up in that, uh, in that race. Uh, and Spirit of St. Louis, uh, he, he, he made that move to get around the field. He was obviously banking that Lock and Bar Art would make a move at some stage in the race, and you know, he just put himself in the right spot to give um, Lock and Varat uh, 
you know, I suppose that he exposed him to, to make him do some work and then have the last shot at him, and it eventually worked out that way for him to run over the top of him. But just, just from your comments, Dan, you, you seem like you've got a little bit of doubt about Lock and Varart, not totally satisfied last night. Well, either that or he was grossly underdone, I, I think, Rob. I th- we're going to learn a lot more when he has his next start. But, uh, look, it makes sense after such a long break that he could be vulnerable. And the, and the betting suggested that. He was quite a backable favourite. And I guess you put it into perspective. Spirit of St. Louis is a, is a very good horse. This this race is, I, I think, a stronger race than what was last year when Lock and Varat just toyed with his rivals. So he has to take a lot of improvement out of that run. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing his next run. Uh, because on that performance, A, he's going to need to improve, and, and B, um, it's not unreasonable to think that that would happen, but he's going to need another run, whether it be the Ballarat Cup or the Casey Classic, or both even, Rob. Uh, well, that would be pretty challenging to go four weeks in a row, but uh, he, uh, he'll he have another run, and David Moran will have to sort it out. One thing we've known about Lock and Varat in, uh, in his career, uh, he can improve significantly, uh, from his preliminary final to his grand final. So I think a lot more will be answered next time. He did want to shift out under pressure, but again, um, that's that's not too much of a surprise, Rob, considering he was first up. I mean, they've run 155, six-mile rate for 26.90. You can start making the cases for why um, he ran well but was beaten on the night. Um, what was your overall assessment of Lock and Varart? Uh, are we, have we just put him on a pedestal that we feel disappointed because he didn't win? Oh, no. Look, I thought he was terrific myself. But look, I think any, any horse uh, coming off such a long break, there's no easy lead-up races for these horses at this level. They've got to go straight into the deep end. Um, he's come up against a horse that, as you've mentioned, he's... Uh, He's probably the emerging pacer in Australia. I mean, behind King of Swing and Expensive Ego, I think the McCarthy stable would say they purchased his horses, you know, probably from a long-term perspective that he will come along and, and keep improving. He's bred to keep improving. He's by Sweet Lou out of Art Major, out of an Art Major mare. And, you know, Sweet Lou, you know, as a, as a pacer, probably performed at his best in America later on in his age group. He wasn't one of those star two, three-year-olds that we see so many horses standing at the stadiums. He, he actually produced his best when he was five, six, and even beyond. So I'm expecting Spirit of St. Louis to keep improving with age. Uh, Lock and Varat, he's come across a horse that's just race fit, race hard. You know, one of the you know, potential... I think he's probably the third best-rated horse at the moment, you know, leading into last night. I mean, Lock and Varat obviously comes back now, but... Uh, look, he, he's, uh, he'll improve. We've seen that. I, I think now it comes down to recovery, as you said, Dan. You know, how much is this taken out of the horse? You know, I, I'd be, you know, personally, I mean, David would know the horse better than anyone else, but, you know, he'd probably, in a natural perspective, you'd think, give him next week off, come back a fortnight late, and then go straight into the Hunter Cup. I mean, that's probably what would be going through my mind, but David's probably got something totally different in mind. So whichever way they decide to go, as long as he's pulled up well, um, he loses no admirers from my perspective last night. If anything, I, I thought his run was terrific, and he'll only keep getting better. But he's just got to recover from the hit-out. Hopefully there's no soft tissue injuries and so- soreness there for him, and I'm sure there will be because it's uh, pretty hard at that level to come back after 12 months. Um, look, Tango Taro is the unlucky runner in the race. He, he got dragged back by Matt Da Vinci. He seemed to be 
he got a big team in the run, but he's going well, Tango Tara. He ran fifth in the race, so don't lose any admirers from him. Uh, Western Sonnet had a chance, Uncle Sam. Ran his normal races. I mean, both those horses are, are lovely horses, but at the moment, you know, you're looking at, from last night, Spirit of St. Louis, Lock and Vara, and then there's uh, pretty much a gap. I think Tango Tara probably emerges now as the next one that uh, can compete at this top level. I mean, Torrid Saint got into a bit of trouble too when Tango Tara uh, was uh, checked by the tiring Mac Da Vinci. Rob, the Derby Royale Trotters free-for-all. It was race number eight and the outstanding Trotter Majestuoso. His job made perhaps a little bit easy when Powder Keg made a mistake at the start of race eight. Inside the 400, 28 won the back straight quarter. Majestuoso. Kate Gath gave him full steam around the turn and the favourite shot clear. Oh, Fortuna battling on well in second spot, but three metres behind. It's a clear second. Ten metres back, Jackson Square and Sundon's Courage starting to wind up. Majestuoso at the 100 with a good lead. Sundon's Courage starting to charge home out of the pack. Oh, Fortuna soldiering on. Majestuoso clear. Sundon's Courage is flying home, but Majestuoso. Majestuoso takes the Derby Royal Trotters free for all holds the fast-finishing Sundon's Courage, who flew in the lane. Third o for Juna, fourth Jack. They do, and um, he's sort of, he's just been a little bit keen lately. He has at times in his career, but he got pretty good. But um, he's better off, you know, if he does have cover. And, and um, he did want to get ripping sort of off the back, and uh, I sort of let him, and then he sort of didn't quite cross Jody. So uh, and then I was like, I should have just kept hold of him. So like you say, he's a little bit funny like that. He can sort of, you know, really take hold and then... Um, and then sort of just do his own thing the last little bit. But, um, you know, he's a lovely horse and he got the job done. Kate Gath there. She drove four winners uh, last night, Rob, and Majestio Oso was the fourth of those. He was first up from a, a break last night, but um, he's the Majestuoso that we know and love. And uh, he was a little bit too good for Sundon's Courage. He's an amazing horse. He, he charged home, didn't he? Want to savage the line. He, he got held up a bit coming to the home turn. And, and when he got out, he made significant ground on Sundon's Courage. And Oh, Fortuna, isn't it great to see the, the mare there step up uh, into the, the top company? And she gave a great sign. Yeah, great uh, great performance. But just you, Ozo, he's, uh, as, as we heard from Kate, I mean, he is a lovely horse. I mean, his record tells you that. I mean, he's won, I think, what is he, won 21 starts now, I think. Uh, 20, 21 from 45. He's won over 300,000 in stake earnings. Uh, I suppose he's attractability at times uh, on race day can let him down. I mean, he got to be keen. He was fresh last night. But look, he got the job done and he's just a very good horse, full stop. Um, you know, he, he's not one of those bomb-proof horses that you just think is going to win every time he goes around. He's, he, he, he always want to take him on a little bit because, you know, he's got uh, got a few quirks. But look, last night he was too good. Sundon's courage, oh, he was terribly unlucky. Uh, I must admit, I, I thought he could win last night, Sundon's courage. And uh, he just got put into a pocket and he, he just couldn't get out. And you could see Michael Bellman, he was just, uh, he was counting uh, and, and looking around, trying to find a gap somewhere. But uh, when the gap came, he, he stormed home. He was just, um, a couple more strides, he wins the race. But look, he, he's going terrific. Chris Ango's done a great job with him. He's been serving me as he's done everything, Sundon's courage. But um, he, he was a good run again last night. O'Fortune, as you said, stepped up, really nice mare and, you know, she'll get seasoned to this type of racing now. She's just got to go around against these horses more often now. And she'll keep getting better. She's got age on her side. So there's plenty, plenty of upsides for O'Fortuna. And under the really good head cares of Craig Demler, he'll look after her well. Uh, Jackson Square was a nice effort. But, uh, again, just no class for the uh, match for the winners uh, up front. Majestuoso, Sundance Courage, both outstanding. 
Uh, Paddy Keg, yeah, he was back to his bad habits last night. And uh, runner-ups in races seven and eight, uh, Lock and Varad and Sundon's Courage. They're both uh, their side job is uh, is being stallions on the side while they're still racing. Rob. Yeah, well, good luck to them. They're earning, <laughs> earning on both sides of the uh, of the ledger. But uh, yeah, look, obviously it's not doing them any harm. They've uh, they've come back and uh, they're, they're still racing well. So uh, no, it's good to see. Rob, we, we go back to the uh, fifth event on the program. This was the first leg of the quaddy, but it was a, it was a good race. Effectively, it was the, the consolation of the cup, and uh, it had a bit of depth about it. Um, Aphorism, trained by Chris uh, Frisbee, driven by Anthony Frisbee, started the favourite. It opened odds on, actually, and then it, it was quite a drifter late in the betting, but had a lovely run and, and probably always the one you wanted to be on in the run. Race five, the Your Sold Real Estate Pace, taken out by Aphorism. To wind up Bernie Winkle, but he's four deep of the 400 making his run. Zadaka ran up behind them. Shorty's mate held up. And Diamonds and Cash still last in a bunched up field. 27-5. They smoke down the back. And Aphorism swept up to take the lead from Boy from Bondi. Bernie Winkle out deep still winding up. And further back, Diamonds and Cash in the lane. Aphorism led. Kick clear. Boy from Bondi soldiering on with Bernie Winkle. And wider out Diamonds and Cash. But it's Aphorism. Aphorism's going to take out the Your Sold Real Estate pace. Seconds close. Diamonds and Cash putting in a big dive at Bernie Winkle. Wait for... I must admit, I, um, I was just going to stay there for a little bit and just play it up um, to see how the one got out. I knew the one had plenty of gate speed, um, but I was just I was just worried if I did bury too far back. But um, but when I we, we jumped, he got off the gate. Both of us followed through pretty good, and um, I just thought, oh, we'll, we'll take the gamble and um, see what we can make of this. Anthony Frisbee, winning driver on Aphorism, Rob. Yeah, good good win. Had plenty of racing. He's a seven-year-old. Benny Fetri uh, from Brooklyn Lodge owns the horse, and that was his 97th start, 23 wins now, and uh, 23 placings. So he, uh, he, he's doing a good job. But it was a nice drive. You know, they went a mile rate of 154.4, uh, 5.3 lead time, 27.3, 31.5, and then they sprinted home, 27.5 and 28.6. It was 56.1 last half, and. Aphorism got the job done. Diamonds and Cash, absolutely flying this horse, man. He's just not having a lot of racing luck, but he's going well. He's going really well. He just keeps performing well each week, and that he's just got to be in the right spot. A good run last night. Bernie Winkle, as per honest, uh, ran on well. Boy from Bondi tried to leave, got exposed in the breeze when Cruz held him out. Uh, that made him a bit more vulnerable, and... Uh, Outside of those, the darker, it wasn't far away with Shorty's mate. They're both going okay with loving the Chevy. They're a pretty even group. Uh, the luck went for uh, Aphorism. He got the job done. Um, look out of the race to follow. I'd, I'd still be following Diamonds and Cash. I, I think there's a reasonable win in this horse somewhere uh, when the luck goes his way. Well, Diamonds and Cash, the stable mate, took out the sixth event, the Alabar Pace. It was Sanday who uh, who went back to back. Kate Gath, with quick thinking, was uh, ready to pounce on the lead once Mongiana probably surprisingly crossed at the start. But once Sanday got there, he was always going to be very hard to beat in race six. Yeah, 
Rick Riley's making a long run up at them. Three wide, but he's got the leader within his sights now as they close in on the quarter peg. Mongiana's driven up behind the leader. Castle Retreat's held up the centre as Jemsom's pet started to yield ground. Back on the inside, held up. Valati with something to give. Pantano Stride runs on deep around Glenaveril King. 27-7. They flew down the back. Sanday has Rick Riley off the bit and chasing into the lane. Sanday, he's travelling strongly. He's kicked clear six metres in front. Rick Riley's in second. Valati's running on into third from Mongiana, but Sanday left alone. Great front-running drive by Kate Gath and Sanday all the way. Beats Rick Riley. Valachi unlucky. Third closing. Oh, I actually didn't think I'd get the front. Thanks. I didn't think I'd get the front at all. Um, I, uh, yeah, I thought sort of Jemson's Pratt's pretty quick out and um, I thought I'll go forward because worst case scenario, hopefully I'll be 1-1 one, one, and Jordo uh, will come around on the favourite. So uh, when I found the front, I thought, oh, this is, um, you know, my race to lose and um, he got the job done. Kate Cathy, great night for her. Four winners last night, a very important time of the year. And Diamonds and Cash ran second, so wasn't far away from a, a high fiver there, uh, Rob. So great to see the stable in form. And, and good to see Sanday back in form because he won uh, first up in his preparation and he won really impressively. But whether it flattened him or not, he, he went through a, a, a period there. Um, in, in some cases, there were some poor barrier draws, which mightn't help. But he went through quite a sequence of average type of runs, but he's back in form now. Yeah, look, I've always been a Sand Day fan. Uh, he's broken $100,000 in career earnings. He's a lovely horse. I mean, he's, he's no star. He, he's below the, the better group of horses, uh, but he's above the, the, the average horses. And he, he's just a good... Uh, bread and butter horse that will just keep earning and eventually he'll probably hit his mark at some stage. But look, at the moment, um, you know, he, he, he's placed well and he gets the right run, as we heard from Kate. Probably didn't expect him to lead. I don't think anyone really expected him to lead. And when uh, Jemson's pet didn't come out that well, Pantano strides broke up. There was an opportunity for, for Sande to find the top. Kate was pretty aggressive. She summed it up well and he found the lead. He went a mile rate of 167.3. 42-2 lead time, 31-130, got away with a couple of nice softer halves, uh, quarters there, and then 27-8 uh, and 28 ticks home, and he, he was terrific winning. Uh, Rick Riley uh, didn't have much luck in the race. He, he sort of got tangled up in a few different little uh, slight checks and manoeuvres and then had to do it the hard way, and the, the last half made it hard for Rick Riley, but I thought he battled on really well in the second spot. Uh, Valachi keeps racing honestly well. Manjana had its chance. Um, outside of those, really, Jemson's pet was probably the disappointing horse. He, he pulled hard, didn't really come out of the gate as well. And uh, Sando proved to be uh, the, the winner for the night. And um, as you mentioned, Kate and Andy have had a terrific night in Kate with, uh, with four winners and Andy. So well done for them. Back to the first of it on the program, Rob. And we had David Moran on Greenlight on on Thursday, and he was really keen that High My Name Is Jeff could uh, could win. And pretty quick horse out of the gate. And uh, I must say, it was a dominant uh, dominant win by him in the first Hunter Rural. Yeah, look, he's a nice horse. Uh, my rate of one fifty six one. He led forty point three, thirty point four, thirty point eight the first two quarters, and home in twenty eight five and twenty eight. He was just too fast for him, just too good. He was just a class above him. Uh, B. Little ran on really well for, for Marie uh, Campbell. She's doing a good job with her team. Her horses are going well. Uh, Greg Sugars took the drive. Simon was third, had had its chances behind the leader. Vanquished stride. Similar, was just parked in behind. Probably the horse to follow out of that race, but no more lying. I didn't think it had the best of luck last night. Drew Barrier 12 was doing its best work late. I'd sort of be 
black booking him and following him out of the uh, Steve O'Donoghue, Rebecca Bartley camp. No more lying. But hi, hi, my name is Jeff. Yeah, he's a nice horse. He's by Art Major out of a better delight man. So there's plenty more upside for him. He'll, he'll be winning. And I'd say he'll be winning his count for sure. Race number two, the Central Tire Service Pace. A bit of an upset result here. Trained by Peter Hansen, driven by Blake Jones. Total Diva won at uh, $26. Yeah, probably went, over, went around over the odds. I mean, she competed in some reasonable races. Former Kiwi horse racing in New South Wales. Went up to Queensland for a while. Came back to New South Wales and now back in Victoria. Always travelled well in the run with three back to pegs. Was sweating on the run and... When the gap came uh, in the home straight, uh, she certainly left down with a really good sprint, 154.5 mile rate. Uh, they went to 5.1, 27.8, 30.2. There's plenty of speed early in the race, which set it up for something to run on. 28.8 home and 28.3 the last two quarters. Better Robin, the other New South Wales mare, she was good. She ran on well, looked a winner until Total Diva saw daylight and flew home. Sport Mental sat behind the leader, battled on well. Celestial Fragrance led in the race, was started favoured. Uh, Cop plenty of pressure in the race and, and it was a good effort uh, battling on into fourth spot. Speed dating out of Shing Lee wasn't too far away. She's a hover class. I'm not sure where, where she's at at the moment, Dan. She just, uh, yeah, she's had a change of stable. She's not going as good as what uh, we probably expect with her. I'm not sure what your thoughts are. No, a little bit disappointing. I was surprised she was as short as what she was, though, just the same. Uh, Rob, a horse that's always showed plenty of ability is Captain Wilson and uh, from barrier number two, Trained by Peter Thompson, uh, father of Kate Gath, uh, was always in control of the Barristock Pace Race 3. Yeah, good win. He's, uh, he's a good horse, isn't he, Captain Wilson? He's probably a little bit like Sandow. Yeah. I think he's probably a little bit below the best of them and better than the average ones. But he, he's, uh, he's a nice, big, strong horse. I think if he can learn to settle, his probably biggest problem is he, he gets a little bit keen in his races. But he, he's getting better, and I think the experience is helping him. And he's certainly got the physique and the breeding to suggest he's... Uh, He's going to turn into a really nice horse down the track. He went a mile road at 154.9, 5.3, 27.8, 29.6 first two quarters, home in 27.5. Slowest quarter was the last, 30.5, and that's mainly because he just gets a little bit clean in the races. Jetstart ran on well with Arg. Um, they both ran nice races. He wins for them soon. Uh, Timely Sovereign's been going all right for a while, battled on fourth and Rocco Americano, he wasn't at his best last night. He sort of came out of the gate a bit rough and, and broke and yeah, probably a little bit disappointing, but he's better than that. Uh, here he comes, uh, got into trouble as well, back with a few others. But look, Captain Wilson, nice performance. He's a nice horse and uh, he'll keep working through his grades and he'll keep winning his fair share of races too. Yeah, I kind of get him Hamilton on the ownership there, and he is a nice horse, and uh, as he matures, I, I think he's going to turn into a, a pretty handy type. He's definitely got the ability there. Uh, Rob, race number four was the Graham Head Memorial three-year-old pace. I Interest-free was, was heavily banked here. Lochinvar Jag was a massive drifter in the last few minutes of the race. Interest-free um, in the end was just a little bit too good after Lochinvar Jag, Jag sneaked away in the home stretch, but Interest-free pinched him right in the last few strides. Yeah, top win by Interest-free. Um, yeah, look, he's a good horse. There's no question. I mean, uh, obviously the camp's going to keep racing at the moment. Look, he's by Art Major at a Pico Bella, Christian Cullen there. But he really had to dig deep to win last night. It would have taken a bit out of the horse. There's a mile rate of 157.8, 43 lead time, 30.9, 29.9. And they really sizzled down the back, 27.7 and 28.8. So 56.5 last half. And he had to sit outside Lockenvar Jag, who... Tried to, tried to pinch it, um, but interest-free just dug deep on the line to get him. Uh, Lockenvar Jag, I thought, was a good effort into second 
nice run, Miss the Truth, Pass, Guarantee. Both going really well, these horses. are not too far off them. Just a bit below the better ones, but uh, certainly got their fair share. Disappointing run was Torpedo Bart. He just dropped out a fair way from home. But really good win by interest free, Lock and Bar Jag. And I certainly think Miss the Truth and Pass, Guarantee, we're following these. They've got more wins in store for them. Torpedo Bart stood down one trial. Uh, he was vetted after the race, but as you said, he was disappointing. Too bad to be true, in fact, beaten 137 metres. The last event, Robert, was Scallywag Sam. Uh, he was heavily backstarted, a dollar thirty-three favourite. And I think if you were watching on TV, um, the, the angle at uh, Shepherd and Nelly got you because it probably looked like Kukulain had won on the last hop. But the angle there always favours the outside horse. And fortunately for the favourite punters, it did in this instance. Yeah, gee whiz, well, he, he literally fell in. Uh, and uh, it just never looked comfortable to me in the run. I don't know, he was just sort of trotting a bit awkward around turns. He's a funny horse, isn't he, Scallywag? Mm. He's got that ability, but certainly at times can uh, look a bit vulnerable. My rate is 2 minutes, 0.8, uh, 31.3, 30.7. He got away with a couple of easy quarters, and then 28.3 and 30.1 home. But he got the job, one, job done. Kukulain battled on really well, got to the line really strongly late. Lucinda Mack continues to race well, not having any luck whatsoever. Worth following. Didn't mind the run as my used to be or keep getting fitter. Uh, Chizzy had its chance, not closed up. And Travel Bug's going well. Um, and Tea Tree Tommy. But there's, look, there's, that, that's a pretty even group of trotters. You could run that race a few times and get a few different winners out of it. But Scullywag Sam got the job done. Lucinda Mack's the horse worth following. It's first in the win and deserves to win soon. Okay, that wraps up the meeting at Shepparton last night. Got a terrific card today. The Country Cups continue at uh, Hamilton, Rob. So uh, Luke Humphreys will be calling that meeting today, the Cup Race 8 at 4.29. Lots of great harness racing coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we can do it all again next Sunday morning, Rob. Yeah, happy harnessing, everyone. Have a great Hamilton Cup day.